Want to listen to the sound of Surrey live? Couldn't be easier. Download the Brooklyn's Radio app right now through Google Play or the App Store to listen to us anytime, any day, anywhere. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. And I'm delighted to have in the studio this afternoon Sarah McMullen from the Weybridge NHS Walking Centre, an old friend of the station. Hello, Sarah. Hello there. Good to have you back. And uh, perhaps we can just start off. We're going to talk a bit about uh, health matters, aren't we, during this winter period. But perhaps we can just start by understanding what the uh, walking centre does at Weybridge and indeed at Woking. So the walking centre is designed to take patients with urgent care needs. They can walk in and they come along with things like minor injuries, minor fractures, lower limbs and lower arms we do stitching we do plastering we can send people for x-rays if they need it but we also see people with um shingles coughs colds flu-like illness minor infections sore throats ear infections so we're designed to take the pressure off a and e and we're helping gps as well yeah, it's sort of in between the two, really, isn't it? Because, you know, GPs are very much under pressure these days, aren't they? And indeed, and therefore, that's pushing people towards A&E. So you're a stopgap in between the two, really, then. Yes, you want to really preserve A&E for people who have got serious emergencies and use their skills wisely. But if you've got minor injuries, then the walk-in centre is a far more appropriate place to go. All right, and open for quite a few hours a day? Yes, we open during the week at 7 in the morning and close at 8 at night. We tend to ask people to try and get there before half past 7 in the evening just so we can lock up and get the girls off on time. Um, And at weekends, Weybridge is 9 till 4 and Woking is 9 till 7. Right, so some quite long hours there as well, yeah. We always have one site open on Christmas Day. And this year it will be Woking, 9 till f- 3, I believe. Right, even on Christmas Day then. Even so on if you Christmas get, Day, you yeah. have a bit of a problem and you don't want to spend, uh, you know, using time up at A&E, that's the place to go then, isn't it? Definitely. What a good idea. So Woking then, uh, 9 till 3 on uh, on Christmas Day. And uh, both places, Woking and Waverger, are based at the hospitals, are they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, well, we've got winter coming up upon us, aren't we? And uh, it's a time of year when we all get lots of uh, ills, isn't it, as well? So we need a bit of planning for that? Yes, I think so. There's there's so many viral illnesses out and lots of coughs, colds and sore throats. And I don't know if you remember years ago, coughs and sneezes spread diseases. I do remember that phrase and a couple of presenters here already uh, I've had to find replacements for this week because I've got sore throats and aching limbs and so on. So there's stuff going around. And, and I think one of the challenges that we've got is people not always appreciating when antibiotics need to be used and when they need to be avoided. And our yardstick is if we think it's a bacterial infection, we give antibiotics. But for most viral infections, we would give home care advice. But then we produce some cards that we give to people which helps them understand when to come and seek further information. Because it's right, because antibiotics can't do anything for a viral infection, can they? Exactly. 
And the CCG have also produced a leaflet in conjunction with Public Health England. So if someone comes with a viral illness and we don't give antibiotics, we give the information sheet that tells them what to watch for, when to come back, and the length of time they can expect the viral illness to come. Right, okay. Is there any typical period for a virus? It can be up to three weeks. Yeah, I've heard that. And the patients that I've seen who've maybe had a viral illness and have tried antibiotics come and see me after a week and say they've still got the illness. Yes. And that's because the antibiotics will do nothing. But there is now, across the southeast, an antibiotic stewardship, guardianship, because we've got so much resistance, we'll be running out of antibiotics. This is the problem, because we've, because we've had so many, we're taking so much of the stuff, is that right? So yes. there are times when really we ought not to. Exactly. Um, and so we've got several campaigns going to make people aware that for viral illnesses, antibiotics are not the best plan and actually they can cause you harm because if you're taking antibiotics and you've got no bacteria then the antibiotics work on the good bacteria ah so then you're getting rid of a lot of good Mm. bacteria you could end up with diarrhea and lots of unpleasant side effects i didn't realize that so that's Mm. good advice isn't it uh i understand also you've got a bit of a campaign about sepsis Yes, I think one of the fears people have if they have sore throats, high fevers, is how bad am I? How do I know when to go and get some help? So on the initiative of the Sepsis Trust in London, we've worked with them to produce an information card for adults and for children so they're very clearly advised what the seriousness of sepsis is indicated by... And and basically, what is sepsis? So sepsis is when you get an all-encompassing infection which starts to affect your organs, and you get organ failure. Right. It's a bit like flu, is it, to begin with? It can feel like flu, but it can rapidly deteriorate. And you're really feeling bad all over, are you? Yeah. People describe it, I feel like I might die. Oh, right, yeah. Which... You know, some of the things with the high fever that Mm. you get initially towards later stages of sepsis, you may feel quite cold. Right, okay. I see you've got a card here then, uh, one for the adults, and a number of things to look out for. Yes. In in serious cases, you can find that you've got slurred speech. You can feel that you're shivering, you can have air, times of confusion. You can have... I haven't got my glasses on. Ah, right. Yes, there's yeah. muscle pain I see here. Not passing urine in a day. Uh, severe breathlessness. I feel like I might die, as you said. And skim mottled and discoloured. That's right. And the, the not passing urine is a sign that you've become dehydrated you're not drinking enough, your body hasn't got enough fluids, your kidneys may not be functioning properly. So, you know, I I think the message is that there's lots of health advice out there. There is the walk-in centre. If you feel like, you know, you're very unwell, then you can always come to the walk-in centre. But if you get any of the signs of sepsis, which you can find 
on the website, the Sepsis Website Trust has got a patient area as well. Um, you should go to A&E with those symptoms. Right, yes, and you've got a similar card for children then. Are the yes. symptoms any different for the children, really? They are slightly different, and I think that for parents, um, it's about trying to make it into children and under fives, because obviously a child of six or seven will have a different response to a baby. Mm. Yeah, and so, of course, very young children and babies, because they can't always describe exactly how they're feeling anyway. Exactly. If a child comes in with tummy pain, don't start with looking at the tummy, hmm. because it could be anywhere from the fingertip. Really? Yes. Yeah. They, they, all pain seem to be tummy aches with children. Oh, I see. They always <laughs> put it down to that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, some good advice there as well, then, if, you, if, if that's what you're concerned about. Now, I, I know also you, you've gotten a bit of an appeal for volunteers. Yes, I was looking around at how we can engage more with the community that we're working within. We've been here now for 16 years, and although I go out and visit people, we haven't got a patient participation group, which I guess we would value to get feedback on how the service works for patients, to also have opportunities to describe the way we're delivering the service, hear if anyone's got ideas, and just work together as part of a community. I was explaining to you mm. earlier, you know, I grew up in a family of nurses, so always worked with the local community hospital, and I think we're missing that. Patient participation groups are linked to GP surgeries, and some of the hospices have got friends of, but the walk-in centre is very much a standalone, but we value patients' feedback. Yeah, so anybody who's interested in doing that then to get in touch? Yes, and they can contact me on 01932 Okay, we'll just give that Or one via more. the walk-in centre. Yeah, so that number again? 01932 6073. Right, okay. So uh, if you'd like to get involved in that and uh, help the walk-in centre provide an even better service. That would be fantastic. What's good and what not so good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. One other thing, there is x-ray at the walk-in centres over the weekends during December, January, February and March. And also they are having a GP at the weekends and on bank holidays from December through to March. Oh, what a good idea. For the winter Is that particularly for the winter pressures? So you've actually got a GP there on hand as well then to, yes. to deal with anything really, particularly weekends when GPs are generally not available. Yes, and, and bearing in mind that it's a nurse-led service, mm. there are things that we won't be able to provide Yes. Treatments for. Right. That's a very good idea indeed. And just a reminder again, on Christmas Day then, uh, we can go to Woking Walking Centre anytime between 9 and 3. Yes. Thank you very much, Sarah McMullen from the NHS Walking Centre here in Weybridge. Thank you. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. 